Hello, everybody, and welcome to a podcast for everyone. A podcast where me, Carlisle, and my and my permanent co-host over there, Richard, we 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 try and take Hello. songs by British <laughs> pop rock band Busted and uh, offshoots of British pop rock band Busted, and we try and fold them into one long-spanning narrative called the Busted Theory. And and yeah. He said hello, but how are you doing, Richard? Oh, no one ever asks me that. I'm doing real bad. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Moving swiftly onward, we've got a guest today. Well, Hi. It's picked me right up. Hi, we're joined today by Kieran. How's it going? You know what? I'm also doing bad. <laughs> Just wanted to feel included. <laughs> like, for context. Well, I'm doing great. Well, yeah, we're, we're recording this on, like, in different time zones. So Kieran and I are in the same time zone. Carlisle, you're in a different one. It's Good Friday for you. Yeah. It's for bad us, Saturday for us. Yeah, for us, Jesus is dead. For you, it hasn't happened yet, so... Mm. Uh, you, you're about to... <laughs> you're you're about to feel terrible pretty bad. <laughs> it's crazy that New Zealand never warns us about this every year. Mm. My favourite thing is when I go overseas, I tell people or i like post on facebook being like hey i'm in japan i'm five hours behind no spoilers (laughs) good stuff (laughs) um garen yes hello how how acquainted are you with um busted and with son of dork before today okay so son of dork (laughs) not at all not even a little bit Busted, however, uh, I not very acquainted, and my introduction was uh, I was in the car mm-hmm. driving. I I, I think w- were we in Christchurch? We were in Christchurch. Yeah, we were in Christchurch. After we got that massive bowl of dent in. Oh my god! Yes, we got that massive bowl of dent. Oh wow! Was was Richard there when yes. you were introduced to Busted? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Because I never listened to Busted. This was like only like what, like four years ago, three years ago, uh, or less than that. Yeah, maybe less than that. Maybe less than that. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Anyway, we went to Christchurch and we're, we just got this massive bowl of dandy noodles at this Chinese restaurant, and we were talking about. I I can't remember why we were talking about busted, but I was like, oh, I've yeah. never, I've never listened to busted. Not like it's just not something I've ever listened to. And Richard's like, wow, fucking buddy boy, let me, <laughs> let me introduce you. And he, I, I can't remember what album you played, but you, were- I, I, I pulled over the car and cued yes. like a <laughs> bunch of songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, taking you through mostly like Charlie Simpson's career, I think. So, like, but early busted, uh, his solo stuff, Fight Star, and then the like the Night Driver era. And yeah, I remember, I remember you being you were quite impressed with Fight Star. That yes, the, yes, the sort of the harder that... rock, and and yeah. you were a fan of heavier music, Karen. Yes, yeah. yes, I am. I am. Okay, cool. Yeah, because so, well. so is Carlisle, but obviously he has the soft spot for this band from his childhood. But there's uh, behind the Devil's Back, Fight Star's most recent album is Carlisle's like favorite album of all time, and I reckon is, you'd yeah. probably be quite into it, Karen. Okay, okay, that's that's it's the one that I played. I, I played a song from, and you were like, "Yeah, this is this is my jam." Mm. There's some really fun like time change stuff in there in that album that I really enjoy. Kieran famously loves time changes. Little, I do love time. I mean, famously. Like, yeah, I'm saying it, it gets a little time. proggy. Yeah, when I make my joke about being in a different time zone, <laughs> Kieran's always the only person <laughs> I'm, to I'm the first one to like that stance and be like, yes, yes, uh, more of this. <laughs> love it. And, and that answers how familiar you are with Busted. How familiar are you with the Busted Theory? The Busted... Oh, well, actually, conversely, the Busted Theory, I, like... <laughs> 
I would consider myself <laughs> a like super fan is maybe like too mild. A sure. Phrase. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a yeah. lie. I'm I'm not familiar at all. I'm I'm keen to learn. I'm keen keen okay. to learn. Well, and that's all. That's, well, you know, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's good because you you happen to be on the season five finale of the of the busted theory. So, oh, okay. There's a lot of busted <laughs> right. theory that's gonna attempt to be wrapped up today. Okay, so it's um, on you to kind of wrap up all these storylines, just stick the landing us, essentially, as well as yeah. We've tease done a lot the of the hard work. This can. is this is on you now. Okay, no, yeah. Honestly, I thrive under pressure, which mm. you know. <laughs> Yeah, but, and, um, and I, th- I figured because I think I sort of had a breakthrough on this podcast when my other podcast co-host AJ described it as being like a D&D adventure where you're using the lyrics of this band's music to sort of mm-hmm. forge the way through your adventure. And then I was like, well, <laughs> who do I know knows more about Dungeons and Dragons than anyone I know? Uh, and I got, yeah, Karen, you on, who... You've got a and d podcast? I do, yes. You almost had a D&D TV show. Almost had a D&D TV show. We don't need to get into that. Ooh, you know, we don't need to get Kira and I both okay. got given funding to make TV shows, and then swiftly <laughs> that funding was taken away. Yes. Oh, damn. I, not, oh, not, I mean, that, that kind of makes it sound like they just changed their minds. COVID kind of happened. Well, all right. Nah, they did they, also they change said, their minds. They said, don't worry, nothing yeah, will happen. Worry, but, yeah, yeah. But then it's it not happen. a sore point, to be clear. <laughs> no. I'm not a sore point. <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, you, you may be uniquely uh, well qualified to, to help us wrap this one up. And just... <laughs> For all, for all of our benefit, and also the listeners, because it's um it's fucking nonsense listening back to this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. We don't try very hard to make it sensible. So I'm just going to sum up <laughs> what's happened so far, and I probably should have wrote this down. Uh, no, but you here don't we need go. To write this down. Yeah. So the well, what's worth knowing is that at the end of the last season after the enslavement of humanity and the war and stuff, don't worry about it. The universe was reset. The universe was reset and James Bourne was placed in an alternate universe where he was never a part of Busted because the the angel alien Annie Lennox thought that would make for a better society where James Bourne could be happier. Okay. Mm -hmm. But when he got put in in this new universe, he got all the memories of the version of himself that had lived in this universe. So he remembered having a girlfriend at school called Holly, who would sort of hang out with him, but it was a weird haze whenever he hung out with her. Mm. Um, And he's since learned that it's because she's a butterfly god who was using toxic butterflies to keep him sort of sedated so that she could check for his his own innate butterfly powers to see if he was going to be um, a rival butterfly god. And when she discovered that he wasn't going to be, she didn't worry about it and just moved on and extricated herself from the situation. Um, since then, James has become obsessed with confronting Holly and learning more about it. But she has situated herself on the top of um, Mount Olympus, right? Where he can't reach, no matter how many helicopters he gets his rich friend Will to buy for him. Um, because especially she's because surrounded by... Badminton sluts. Non-binary she's surrounded sluts. She's surrounded by a cult of non-binary badminton sluts. Um, 
and they <laughs> yeah they kind of worship holly but holly doesn't really care about it but they they protect the mountain from from interlopers like james but james was getting close so the badminton sluts hired good and bad charlotte famed roboticists hello jace hi jace and what are you eating? Thank you. <laughs> what are you eating? What are you eating? McDonald's. What are you eating? Nice. Yeah. Um, and it's somewhat good and bad, Charlotte. Long before I was a host of it, I to get yeah, food delivered I, in the middle of your, the episode. <laughs> yeah, and I, am, I am currently eating Chinese food, but you can't see it because my camera's stuck. So yes, he's trying. He's trying to get up Mount Olympus, but he with helicopters. But he's currently being. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, impeded by the non-binary badminton sluts? Yes, okay. but the badminton sluts are having a hard time dealing with him. Like, he's getting closer and closer. So they have to get help. They hire good and bad Charlotte, who are machinists, and they make metalhead robots to attack him. And they those metalhead robots successfully kidnap Kenny, Kyle, and Will. Now, I think James manages to um, <laughs> Do you save a question? Kenny and Kyle. <laughs> Kieran, you're allowed, you're allowed you two question? questions. I'm allowed two questions. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to burn a question here. Who are Kenny, Kyle, and Will? Oh, just his friends. Will oh, is okay. a... Oh, sorry. Will bad. is I a um, should have been listening. time-traveling price gouger. Will, oh, Will and is Kenny a and Kyle are otherwise normal. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, for, for the record as well... Kenny and Kyle are like explicitly referenced in a song, and um, so are the badminton sluts. That like they, they talk I, yeah, about. Yeah, we didn't just decide to do badminton sluts. Yeah, I, I assume. I assumed. I mean, like I, it's, it's all in the text. It's all. It's in the all text. in the text. Yeah. It's there if you look. I mean, for I it. guess we didn't need to make them so important. <laughs> oh, I, th- I think in some ways they, going on about they had to be. You know, I mean, <laughs> it was it was there in the words. Yeah. You know, but um. Will, at first glance, right, seems to fall for his captors. He develops a sort of relationship with bad Charlotte. Um, and at first glance, that's what it seems like. Oh, no, he's got Stockholm Syndrome, you know. Worried. But it turns out, we, we learn later, that was deliberately set up by James and Co. Because they know that Holly has a thing for Will. So they're using Will as like a honey trap to try and lure holly off the mountain it's become clear to them they can't get up to mount olympus they can't get to her they need her to come to them so they're they're throwing a relationship between bad charlotte and will under the nose so she can come down and try and fight for will's love which worked i think at the end of (laughs) at the end of that episode i believe that worked but and here's the most shocking revelation yet are you ready for this the whole season has been the same day over and over. It's all been Groundhog Day. Every every song this season, he's been trying to get closer and closer to um, Mount Olympus and to Holly. And he does get closer and closer, but it's been the same day over and over. And it might be that he's breaking free now because he's learning that, you know, he's seen Holly now and it wasn't everything he dreamed. So maybe that's what he needs to break free. But we're not sure. That's where you come in. Also, turns out that Holly um, wasn't so much the butterfly god herself, but it's the butterflies that are gods, and they chose her to be, like, their avatar. 
Oh, so she, she, she's, she's like a vessel for the butterfly. Hmm. She's a chosen human vessel, correct? Right. Yes. Okay. All right. So you've still got one question left. Do you have any of... I, to, do you to, have it? To, to be honest? No, I actually don't. That actually makes sense. <laughs> okay. Great. I, I, th- I think anyone listening along at home who listened to that explanation will be on the level. Excellent. Um, Though, this I will say... <laughs> okay. I do some notes. Yeah. No, no, it's just just what just one comment. Make it less shit. <laughs> no. Are either of you particularly familiar with the Kingdom Hearts series of video games? <laughs> I'm aware that it's fucking bonkers. I'm yeah, aware um, that you're a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. A big Kingdom Hearts vibes from the story. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts vibes from the story. <laughs> which but, i'll take as nothing but mostly, the highest compliment yeah mostly when the friends showed up and i was like wait who are they and you're like they're just friends they're just there yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> yeah oh i'm sure this character will be important later on no yes not, not really not really <laughs> you excited yeah. for kingdom hearts 4 frothing uh, so are, are they i've only seen like memes about it but are they going to like their live action disney's live action properties uh, yeah, so because at the end of the previous game, Melody of Memory, uh, so sorry, at the end of Kingdom Hearts three, Sora basically like, uh, kind he kind of like takes his own life to like save Kyrie, but in doing so, he essentially sort of like circumvents the the normal processes of death and kind of like curses himself, and he ends up getting like basically shunted out of reality into uh, the world of fiction, uh, and wow. so he ends up in like not just another world, but like another aspect of reality entirely right which i think is how they're going to kind of kind of like bring in like the live action like edit the the live action disney properties which a bit like i've seen like i I assume so yeah Yeah. i've seen like a still of like a forest floor with a little bit of a structure in the top yeah dissected to be like this is endor yeah yeah i like i mean i i don't know because i personally i don't think the game's going to come out for another like fucking five years oh undoubtedly sure yeah it's, it's yeah. not coming out anytime soon. And I thought our storyline was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, at the end of the last song, um, James was like, hey, you know, you got to think for yourself, Holly. You know, you got to not listen to what these butterflies tell you. You could think for yourself. So maybe, maybe Holly will become a butterfly herself. Sorry, maybe Holly will become a human again. No, this maybe she'll episode, become a butterfly. This finale. Like but mm. yeah, or maybe she just becomes a big butterfly. Oh, yeah. Uh, what? But we'll see what happens. What we do know is that she's probably going to be murdered in the mosh because that is the name of this episode. Mm. What? Spoilers? Um, Spoilers? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it all away. Um, yeah, having listened to this song, how, how do you feel about it, Kieran? Just broad takes? Uh, broad takes? Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not my kind of music, you know? Um, sure. You said but something it, before we started recording that I think is fine to share yeah, on pod. Yeah, uh, the, the the song, uh, the moment I started listening to it, I was like, this is a song that Richard would listen to. <laughs> this, this is a song that Richard would definitely, definitely listen to. And and I and I will say, it might not be my kind of music now, but I think like after a couple of listens, I was like, you know what? Actually, when I was like, a, you know, a teen, when mm. I was like, you know, 13, 14, whatever, 
I would probably have listened to something like this. Yeah. If, if someone had recommended it to me and I'd listened to it, I'd be like, yeah, Murder in the Marsh. And like, I would have, I would have definitely like listened to this. Yeah. What I think is what that, and like sort of, and again, part of the reason uh, we got you on this episode is that like, it is, the song is kind of about someone who's, you know, claims to have better music taste than, than Son of Dork, <laughs> you know? And yeah. <laughs> It's funny because I know you you have like you know you, you obviously take take music quite seriously and I know you're you're big into like your Black Sabbath and Ramstein yes. and um yeah it's uh, but then also you have this like streak of being into like real dumb shit as well yes <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah no I mean yeah like I, I as, as as Richard said like I'm I'm, I'm I'm much more into like the the heavier kind of stuff, like Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, um, Ramstein, System of a Down. Like that kind of stuff is more is more my speed. But also, I really enjoy musical theater. I also really mm. enjoy like the B fifty twos, like that. <laughs> like you know, just like yeah. little bits of pieces here and there. So I yeah, I, I think oh, this, is, this is a good song choice. <laughs> System of a Down would be a good fit for this show. Because oh, they're so all over the place. Like, absolutely. That would be a lot of fun to try and make sense of. Their lyrics are great because they'll be like, for a verse, for like three bars, they'll be like, I'm a mushroom man. I'm a funny little mushroom guy. And then like the next six verses, or the next like six lines will be like, in 1952, America funded. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really weird. Uh, if you, um, last year, Kieran and I did karaoke together and sung byob oh, and it was like good. towards the end of the night and we like we were wasted and we like went so, fucking mental on the song yeah. did you and, just blow your and then we had to leave going, because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but no, we, I was, I was, we did it yeah because richard awesome. was like pick a song and he was like just uh, i think i think you told me pick a song but like just find like the first song that you know and we'll do that and i and obviously under b byob and i was like well i know this song (laughs) (laughs) we went fucking Fucking wild to me that any karaoke place would actually have byob as an option Mm. yeah they they had one taylor swift song as well i know (laughs) it it, it was blank space but it was it's a best one so it's like you know you want something yeah, I don't really have opinions on what is her best one, but it's that is not her most like. I wouldn't affect it. That's like, not her most, most no. culturally relevant. It's, it's song. her most played song. It's really Spotify. weird that that's the is only it really? one. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Wow. Wow. I don't know how it goes. <laughs> it's her best. Song. And I was like, I'm aware of like Richard. Are you able to sing us a few bars? So it's gonna be forever, or it's gonna go down in flames. So, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no, of course. Yeah. Okay. All right, because I got a. Um, it's the one that everyone thought said got along with Starbucks lovers. Where it clearly says of ex lovers, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> why would it be Starbucks? I don't know. Kieran, I'm asking. <laughs> what if they, what, I mean, you know, you meet someone in a Starbucks, they get the same order as you. You're clearly meant to be together forever. It's that classic, classic story. That's one of my two questions for the episode. <laughs> so everyone can, we're, we're uh, everyone gets two questions yeah it's it's a it's a long-standing okay podcast for everyone mandate um so yeah the you also, song you have to ask starts. two questions if you get to the end of the episode and you haven't asked a second one we're not finishing the episode oh uh, yeah should we say uh richard what would we say the song murdered in the marsh is roughly about uh, so murdered in the marsh is kind of about like 
it's 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 about a someone pretending to be into different music because of someone they like and it's and it's essentially song making fun of how dumb you look or sound pretending to be someone you're not yeah yeah and i like this song musically i got to like, say, I song, like this song lyrically i don't know it's just like you know people who are like oh yeah you like this band name every song they ever did like people are yeah. allowed to be casual fans fucking yeah. get over it yeah yeah it also comes across as distinctly sexist to me because that's yes men will do to women a lot yeah. yes but they're like does. oh surely you're not actually a fan of this baseball team you're but a woman name every player yeah. you know mm. um oh you're a feminist yeah. name every girl <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that um, Billy in the Street video where he's like, name a woman? Name a woman. He, he, he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this woman can't do it. He's like, for $10, I will, gi- I will give you $10 if you can name a single woman. And she, and this, like, she could say herself. cannot do it. <laughs> she could say herself, her mum, anyone, and she just like panics and throws a yoga mat at him and then runs away. And it's really fucking funny. <laughs> um, and he's just screaming, name a woman! And uh, um, I'll try and put like an audio clip. <laughs> Miss for a dollar, name a woman. Name a woman? Yeah. Um. Who? Who? No, name a woman. Name a woman? Yeah. Um. The yoga bag, name a woman. Sorry. No, name a woman. Name a woman? Yes, go. Any? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. This is so hard. Name a woman. Um. Name a woman! Name a woman! No! So the song starts on... (laughs) This is a good fresh 23 minute uh, opening Mm. to a podcast before we get to the song. Um, the, The song starts on one quite fun musical aspect, which is its use of slash chords. Mm. And what I mean by that is it's a chord where you're only changing the lowest note. So it starts on E flat major and then it moves to D slash E flat major, which is to say that it plays the rest of E flat major, but it moves the lowest note to be uh, a lower note. So you get this kind of, you, you do get this good sense of momentum, I think, because it's, it's kind of this unified voice that's holding everything together, but there is still a chord progression that's happening because you're hearing most of E flat major, but the root note, the bottom of the chord, is changing every time. So you're still getting a sense of a chord progression. Yeah, it's strange. I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, I don't need to say it now because because. <laughs> <said> it, so. <laughs> yeah, there's another fun thing this song does musically that I'm kind of of two minds about, which we will get to later, but there are Ooh. a couple of key changes Ooh. in this song. Um, but yeah, over this opening riff, um, we get the, the lyrics starting. And, and Kieran, do you have the lyrics open? I, As our guest, would you I like do, to yes. kick uh, us off? This song goes out to all the fakers. You all know who you are. It started with a girl kept turning her nose up at my band. She's into yellow card, blink, and simple plan. It's so pathetic. Oh, sorry. It's so pathetic. <laughs> it's, it's, like so pathetic. it's so pathetic. It's, yeah, it's so pathetic. Yeah, so pathetic. Um, so in the group chat where we were planning this in, um, mm-hmm. uh, Richard has shared 
that there is apparently a music video to this song um which i've watched now but otherwise i wouldn't have known that steve rushton does nearly all of the vocals on this song <laughs> james is really just doing backup yeah no, that's a good point so i do talking and we kieran we call the like the radio interpretation like the 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 face value of the song we call that the facetious interpretation just it's a fun ah, okay. little term yes. um like so the facetious interpretation of the song is he's into a girl who thinks that she's who's pretending to like son of no she's not pretending to like son of Dort because she's into yellow card blanket <laughs> civil plan which yeah. are like harder or like softer than son of dork like what's the claim he's trying to make that's i i think the claim he's making is she's turning her nose up in my i think it's the same as kind of like people didn't take busted seriously even though they were the same genre as all these bands right that, yeah like, yeah is that a thing yeah, yeah. so yeah that were fine so he's saying we're the same as yellow card blink and summer plan yeah i think right. that's the claim he's making yeah and I, it's I, a bold yeah. one but it's not wrong yeah because then the chorus it references that so jane's addiction and sonic youth are the bands she pretends to be into for clout mm. but she's into these lame bands like yellow card Blink. well I, I think it's also like yellow card blink and simple plan are respectable bands but she's like oh i don't like i think i think this stanza and i think this is a problem with some of the lyrics of these songs as well of this song rather i don't think this stanza gels that well with the rest of the song from mm. a facetious interpretation because the rest of the song is about what you said it was about where it's like there's this yeah. girl who's like oh pretending she's into all this music but she's clearly not a real fan she's a fake fan because she's but a then woman this bit feels much more about like busted mm. yeah i I, th- I think potentially this the, the the first this first verse is like him meeting this girl and kind of going like well she's into yellow card blink and simple plan who are by the way bands i'm not familiar with at all so i could be wrong here it's like she's into yellow card blink and simple plan so why isn't she into my band yeah because my band is just as good as all those bands and then he discovers later in the song oh she's actually like completely full of shit yeah Uh, you you would be familiar with blink 182 though right Uh, probably yeah but like i I wouldn't (laughs) If you ask me to name a Blink One Eighty Two song right now, I would I would not be able to do it. That's <laughs> insane. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, I, but uh, obviously, yeah, Simple Plan were a big band for me growing up. I've, I've actually they were one of the first concerts I went. Yeah, to. Yellow Card. I've long touted as being my favorite band of all time. I travelled to Australia to see them twice on their farewell tour. Met the band, got some pictures with them. It's oh, the yeah, lead sorry, singer. No, I, I, I googled Blink-182 I, I googled Blink-182 yeah, yeah Blink-182 <laughs> Blink is definitely the one that has the most crossover appeal yeah they are iconic more or less in this mm. in this genre what's my age again um, all the small things I miss all you. the small things yeah all, yeah, all, all the small things I miss damn you. it mm. but the, yeah Yellow Card yeah there was for uh, until recently I would have like proudly proclaimed that they're my favourite band and then they sued a dead 21 year old and I was like ah you guys probably and after meeting the lead singer and he was a bit of a fuckwit I'm like yeah this tracks for you dude <laughs> <laughs> wait sorry hang on <laughs> why do they sue a dead 21 year old so they um 
to, to, to be fair, they've called off the lawsuit now, but they, they have a song called Hollywood well, Dies. Yeah, because the other guy didn't show up. <laughs> the, the So they have a song called Hollywood Died. It's the last song on their album, Lights and Sounds. So they had a big album called Ocean Avenue, which was like had a lot of mainstream crossover appeal. Second album wasn't as successful kind of thing, just context for like their arrogance. So the last song there is called Hollywood Died. And then that came out, it would have been 2005 or six, And on yeah, maybe 2005 and then years later in 2018 19 uh, this guy called juice world released a song called lucid dreams and yellow card claimed that the verses in that song had the same or the chorus had the same melody as the verses to hollywood died and they said they said juice world has said in the past his favorite album is from under the cork tree by fallout boy we were on the same label so he must have heard our album and he, so he must know <laughs> Hollywood died. Um, and the, the, these kind of like you copied. Which just by the way, as a huge fan of From Under the Cork Tree, I've never heard that song until <laughs> <I actually talked. laughs> But the, the, like, and Carlo, you can attest to this. These, these like you stole my music things are quite often complete bullshit. And They're more or less always frivolous. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, the yellow card sign goes accidents out on the highway to somewhere and the juice world song goes you left me falling and landing inside my grave they they do sound similar but they're like completely different parts of the song whatever and i I um, guess yeah (laughs) and also this lucid dream samples shape of my heart by sting so it was already like sting got like 80 percent of the royalties for the song and yellow card said we're suing you for damages for and it was it was like for lost income essentially say like so their claim was essentially that people are listening to juice world song instead of ours which is costing us money what? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah juice world died at the age of 21 and then yellow card were like released a statement being like hey this is yellow card had broken up at this point as well and Yellowcard, they released a statement being like, hey, this is really difficult, but we're going to go ahead with the lawsuit. And then a few months later, they said, oh, we're not going ahead with it anymore. But yeah, the lead singer is like, was just such a fucking dick when I met him. But their violinist, Yellowcard has a violinist, it's kind of their signature thing, that Mm they... He was so lovely, and apparently he's like kind of fallen out with the rest of the band. And I and I would imagine it was probably over this that he was like, "We can't do this, guys." Like, what are yeah, you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's yeah, Yellow Card. Why, wow, why okay. I don't as proudly proclaim Yellow Card to be <laughs> my they're favorite your favorite band. band. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so she was standing up nose up with my band. This verse from a well, this song from a busted theory perspective. Now, mm-hmm. I think it's. It, in my head, I'm picturing, you know, I probably between this song and the last song, Holly has started to think for herself and has shed herself of the weight of being a butterfly god. And now she's just a regular human. And she's so removed <laughs> from like. <laughs> she's so removed from like human culture and stuff that she's like trying to jump into all these fandoms, but she can't pace herself. That's good. And that's why she like doesn't know how to like sing along to words and stuff, which comes up later. Which is also fine, just by the way. Mm. It's fine if someone can't do that. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Does anyone have anything else to say about this verse before we go into the chorus? I I always the so pathetic. I always for some reason thought it was. It's so ironic. 
It's very hard to hear. Mm. Yeah, I, I yeah, didn't really know that it was it's so pathetic before I had a look at the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I like I uh, like the Buster Theory interpretation there. I'm happy to move on to the chorus. Okay, so the words it's so pathetic um, kind of mask a transition from E flat major to F sharp major, which is the the, the key change I, I mentioned earlier. And this song has a pretty, it's relatively short. It's three and a half minutes isn't actually that short, but it's, Although it's if quite you fast. Go on the album, it's like 10 minutes long. Yeah, believe me, we'll fucking get to that. Um, the I'm intrigued now. <laughs> I, hate, I hate that shit. Yeah. I really hate that shit. But um, yeah, it's it's got a simple verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus structure. Boring. The verses. Well, that's fine. But the uh, the verses are in E flat major, and the choruses are in uh, F sharp major. So it moves up. Um, uh, uh, is that a full step? Hang on, I got my computer. Uh, a step and a half. Uh, from the verses to the chorus each time, but then after the second chorus, it just stays in in F sharp major. And this is what I said I was up two minds about because that's because it's moving up to a higher register. That's a good way to add more excitement, you know, mm. it, it, things like that. But the context of the song doesn't change for this chorus, and I could kind of get behind trying to make the song more energetic and and more momentous by using these key changes if it was a pattern you know maybe if it kept going up scales like um just constantly king Kunta by until it goes well king Kunta by uh kendrick lamar does that mm. if you if you listen to it it's it ends in a wildly different register to what it starts in the and the bass part just keeps climbing up and up so there's there's this real sense and all these voices keep coming in and king Kunta does it so well nice. uh that song rocks um but there's <laughs> such a good album but this, yeah, I agree. And but after the first chorus, it goes back to E flat major, uh, which would suggest that there is something more energetic, more kind of silly about, or you know, more. You can say I don't know, um, contentious in the plot in the mm. chorus. But I don't really think there is. It's still communicating the same concept. So this, I feel like this key change doesn't do anything. And that's why I'm of, of two minds about it. Mm. Do you want to, since you didn't get to read any lyrics on the last episode of Carlisle, do you want to take the uh, the chorus? Did I not? No. <laughs> it was by design. Oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> and your guilt has come back. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's into Jane's Addiction, but she don't know their songs. And I fall over laughing when she tries to sing along. She thinks that she's so emo. Next week she'll be a goth. It all amounts to nothing. She gets murdered in the mosh. I, I, I kind of like the idea that, from a busted theory perspective, this is an a this is a very, a very misguided eulogy. Okay, yeah. Here, here, because, here is here is my theory, which I, I was I was kind okay. of ruminating on before. Ooh, good word. In terms of the busted theory, I think that potentially this song could be about fuck what was the name holly holly mm. could be about holly attempting to break away from the butterflies this this is the mm. kind of the story of her journey attempting to get away from them she is trying to kind of discover a, a new taste in music and therefore a new kind of personality and new a, thought a yeah. new thought yeah um but but because of you know their kind of very fractured past uh, he, he's actually laughing at her trying to do this and because they're yeah. stuck in this groundhog day sort of thing and she's trying to break away every day 
she gets murdered in the marsh. Mm, every day so I feel like that. <laughs> right. I feel like that. So, part, that part is literal, whereas other parts might be a little more metaphorical. Yeah. Okay, so the Groundhog Day hasn't been alleviated then. It's well, still, well, still okay, what but... about... Because I thought the same thing, that because it talks about it getting murdered murdered like several times in the song because mm. it's in the chorus, that what if... Now, James has escaped the the Groundhog Day, but he's managed to trap Holly in it. Ooh! Okay. That's fun. So, like, that, yeah, that's what he needed to do to get out of that scenario. Mm. Is They kind of switch places where, like, he can become detached from his emotions and kind of get past it, and mm. that frees him from the prison. But she is sloughing off these butterflies and learning to think for herself and that traps her in her own emotions which she's never been able to process before so she's yeah. stuck in and, her own because like if she knows if she places. knows that james trapped her in here she would be like no let me out son of dog is so cool <laughs> 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 i love yellow card and Blink one and eighty two. Blink one two and several point eight. I they're so good. I have at, so many Sonic Youth CDs at my apartment. Well, yeah. So so maybe yeah. She's actually like she's actually genuinely into like Jane's addiction and Sonic Youth, and so but she's James sees her singing along to Jane's addiction, and then is like, oh um oh yeah yeah oh, I don't know the song, and so she like she's genuinely a fan of these like the cool bands and is pretending so well to like yellow card blink simple plan and son of dork just to impress james but he's got it around the wrong way yeah the reason that she that he can't find the sonic youth cds in the next verse is because she hid them because he was coming over (laughs) (laughs) yeah speaking of at the end of she gets murdered to marsh we get these quarter note stabs where it's just going dut dut Duh, and it uses that as a transition back into E flat major, so we're falling down a step and a half again. And yeah, do you want to take those lyrics then, as you, you've mentioned them a bit already, um, Richard? One night I crashed at her apartment. Her Sonic Youth CDs were nowhere to be seen. Instead, all I found was a letter, her correspondence with some pop star magazine. It's so pathetic. And so, yeah, maybe that, like. Yeah, she's written to this magazine to be like, help, I'm trapped. James Bourne has trapped me in here. Yes. 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 That, that, that was that was exactly what I was thinking. Is this this pop star the, the pop star magazine is someone that she is trying to uh get in contact with to to try and pull her out of this mm. uh Groundhog Day kind of scenario. Or maybe it's like a magazine of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> for that, pop that stars <laughs> yeah. it shoots out pop stars it shoots out pop yeah stars. yeah it, a, po- a big pop star gun magazine yeah it's it's it says a lot about you know the the sort of manufactured nature of uh, of, of pop stars these days <laughs> yeah i like that um also just just a quick aside for from the facetious interpretation fuck off <laughs> right like, oh my god get fucked like yeah 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 my she's dick. clearly a successful <laughs> and steve uh i mean the, the way that i interpreted this is that not that she was writing a letter as a fan but she was writing a letter as a serious journalist and you know yeah <laughs> she's a, she's a career woman this is, this is what i this is, this is how i read it i'm yeah. sure it's not how son of dork intended it but yeah yeah but it's i see i see a woman and i think she's probably got goals she's probably got a career you know exactly because i'm a feminist (laughs) also i hadn't really thought about it 
before because I was just annoyed at the concept of this song and how this is a manifestation of that concept. But also, he's going through her mail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unless it was like in her CD rack. But the, yeah. the which is still him going through her mail. I, yes. I like the idea, like, because it kind of comes across even the facetious interpretation that like he's a bit more of a poser because like imagine just going to a girl's house and she's like. You know, oh, I'll look through my CDs. And he's like, where's your Sonic Youth CDs? It's like, I've never claimed to be into Sonic Youth. Yeah. Like, this is you, I mean, you that, putting this on That is there. actually true. She never mentioned Sonic Youth. He does. Yeah. yeah, she mentioned Yellow Car, Blink, Simple Plan, and James Addiction. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, the uh, the only sort of instance we get that she's... Oh, oh there's, there's, a, there's a few more in the next verse. But yeah, she's into James Addiction, but she don't know their songs. It's like, well... How do you know that she's a James addiction? <laughs> what, what are you basing this claim on? Also, I feel like I, I did. I can't remember if you said this before, Carlisle, or, or not. But did you you're mention if to like a major? band? <laughs> yeah, if yeah, just if shot major, just <laughs> um, yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah, like, yeah, like you're you're allowed just, to like a band and not know their song. There's there's a lot of bands and a lot of songs that I really like. Mm. That if you ask me to either name them mm. or sing any of the lyrics i would be fucked yeah when i was 14 my favorite band was a band called uh zebrahead who had like 12 albums at the time and haven't stopped since i was 14 can you imagine being able to like name and sing along to all of their songs yeah They've released like an album a year for like two and a half decades. Yeah. Mm. One, one, of, one of my favorite bands is Iron Maiden, and they have seventeen albums. Like, yeah. mm. I, I, I would, I would say that I'm familiar with maybe a fifth of their catalog, a quarter at at most. There's <laughs> so many songs that yeah. I just don't know, and the ones I do like, I know half the lyrics, if mm. that. Yeah, I've um. I've always said that my favorite rapper is a rapper called Tech Nine, and I don't like to say that anymore. I still love a lot of his output, but he started using his platform to say anti-science and anti-vax stuff. Mm. And my favorite band, like Suda Dead Kid. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I try to separate myself from my love of Tech Nine, but he releases like two to three albums a year. Oh yeah, <laughs> so well, it's like the, when you get into like mixtapes as well, like so many rappers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, um, so yeah, basically, just get fucked if if this is your mentality. Yeah, about off. being and a for, fan and for anything as well, not just music. Get a life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do get another chorus, but then the next verse kind of tries to have its cake and eat it too. About like yeah, the it's a, the song breaks down a little bit, um, and yeah, it tries to be like, look, she's still a fucking poser, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so Kieran, if you want to yeah. take those, looks. oh yes, certainly. Uh, <clears throat> Sometimes I wonder what goes on inside her mind when she said she thought Dave Grohl had died and Kurt Cobain was still alive. Just go to concerts that you love because there's no shame in liking the Backstreet Boys. Oh, sorry, in liking Backstreet Boys. Mm. Not the band, just boys from the Backstreet. Just boys from the Backstreets. <laughs> mm. And that's a good um, philosophy to have, but also you treated the pop star magazine with such vitriol in the way it was <laughs> yes. delivered. Yeah. Like pick a lane, and it's also like people get their words mixed up all the time. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, fucking, it, it's I, I, very he, relatable. He's definitely coming across as more of the asshole in the song. I think. I, I, I find it interesting that he has such like has like such an obsession with like her 
credibility as like a fan which i think speaks more to his insecurity absolutely as a fan yeah Yeah. like you know yeah like Like, i I feel like if you're constantly fact checking other people's like right to be a fan it speaks more about you which is like the james borniest fucking shit i've ever heard in my life (laughs) like (laughs) he's absolutely the kind of person who He's going on his debut solo tour very shortly. And, or he might have, no, I don't think he's on already. He actually just, he tweeted just before um, saying, I'm torn whether to include Pigs Can Fly in my set or not. And I voted for Don't Do It. <laughs> because I fucking hate that song. <laughs> um, yeah, he's very, he, he seems to be very gatekeepy about his own music as well and i could see him you know performing at his solo shows and being like all right who knows all the words to my new album and then half the crowd you know applauds and he's like get out to the other half yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry just to totally derail weren't you in like the busted discord richard <laughs> yeah i Did was you get, do you remember you got banned or something yeah i got kicked out it, it was it, it was yeah, specifically it was, the James Bourne. It was Bourne for Discord. this guy, yeah. James Bourne Discord. Yeah, and it was ru- like run by him, and he personally kicked me out. And also, that's and your I'm second still question. Still in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good question. Um, I think. Good question. I think. <laughs> oh, sorry, but uh, yeah, I'm still in there, but I don't look anymore because it just depresses me too much. Mm. But why? Why? Because like, did you get kicked out because you like criticized um, some- NFTs? my man <laughs> yeah in our own discord channel the description now reads uh, strictly an anti-nft space yes. <laughs> yes. yeah god wanker um <laughs> wanker that we've devoted a podcast yeah yeah to. yeah <laughs> Look, I mean, you, you can like you know, never meet your heroes. That's what I say. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, fucking Ryan Key from Yellow Card. Classic example. Exactly. Exactly. What the fuck? Like, like I, I, I bought like, it was like a half hour hangout. So there was multiple tiers to the like meet and greet. One was just, you go along and you'd get your photo with the band. And I shook every member of the band's hands and Ryan Key was holding a green tea and kind of just shrugged at me as if to be like, I'm holding this. What do you want me to do? Like, I'm not going to shake your fucking hand. And then... Sean Mack and the violinist was like, hey, how's it going? And then, um, and then, yeah, I sat next to Ryan at the like half hour hangout, which I'd like paid extra for. And he was kind of just like, like he, he, he words to this effect. He essentially said like, I'm not going to talk to you. You paid to be here. You have to ask me questions if you want me to talk, but I'm happy to answer any questions. It was like, I'm not going to make the effort to make conversation with you because you yeah. pay money. <laughs> um, wow and we talked about we talked this before the last jedi came out and so we talked about you know star wars theories and shit like this and but then at the end the the violinist sean amazing man came up to me and was like i'm so sorry i didn't get a chance to talk to you and he was being like ushered downstairs he was like no no i I just want to get a chance to like make sure i have a chat with this guy kind of thing and he and he stayed there and chatted to me for like five minutes and then at the show I ended up standing like kind of in front of him and he recognized me and yeah. at the end of the show like um you know folded up a set list put like a couple of pics in it and handed it like and you know normally they just throw the shit out to the crowd but he like handed it someone else grabbed it. he was like no no it's for this guy and gave it to me oh fucking sick yeah. what a what, what a guy absolute chat. Yeah. what a guy um Did, probably still not gonna listen to yellow card but what a guy yeah. <laughs> there are some absolute bangers 
Yeah, I have the set list. Uh, based on what I know of your taste, maybe not. Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually, I do just. I did just remember as well that Karen, you would be interested to know as well that the album this is off was actually yes. adapted into a musical on the West End. Yes, I remember. I remember uh, reading or hearing something about that. Yeah, yeah, lose a very interesting. Um, so yeah, you know, maybe you're not better than the band, Karen, if you're so into musical theatre. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Poser. <laughs> oh fuck! Got me. <laughs> Just go to concerts that you love, Kieran. Okay. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I've, I've been to multiple um, concerts by myself. Really? Are there? That... Yeah, no, I, I went to Yellow Car by myself three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think I went to Disturbed by myself. I went to Black Sabbath by myself, oh, cool. and I went to Iron Maiden by myself. Nice. But I've seen Iron Maiden twice. I th- Nice. I think I've only done that once, which was to go to um, a band called Hacktivist, who are a gent rap band that I really like from the UK. Interesting, because just before we started recording, you were saying that you're too scared to go to the movies by yourself, Carlo. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, petrified <laughs> is the word that I think I used like in, to in, Richard. In, 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 like I think in... I said I I pee my widow pants. I do. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I mean, no, that actually that actually makes a lot of sense. No, mm. I, I see that for you. Yeah, when it becomes like a health hazard, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it like, but is, is, is it like a like like a social fear, or is it like a? a, a, a... I, I'm not genuinely scared. I just don't really like to do it. I like going to. I feel weird about going to the film by myself. I, I think I've only done it once, which was to see um, Avengers Endgame the first time I saw that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like you're saying a lot of things, but all I'm hearing is I pee my widow pants when I sit. Mm. In the, in yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. That's all that I really wanted you to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you want to be to know. If you play Picture the podcast backwards, it's just Carlisle saying that over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pee my widow <laughs> for five seasons. <laughs> uh, is there a guitar solo here? Probably. Or am I confusing it with Dead by My Chemical Romance? Because I keep trying to remember how the song goes, and I remember a guitar solo, and then by the end of that guitar solo, I realize I'm listening to Dead in my head by My Chemical Romance. Mm. There is a there is a guitar solo, yeah. Okay. It goes... Oh, yeah. I remember now. <laughs> That didn't really help me. <laughs> I think it's I think it's on like F sharp or something. Uh, you know. oh, oh, yeah. F sharp major. Well, I'd, I'd be shocked to learn F sharp didn't feature. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we get the chorus again. Um, the second round on the chorus, though, we can't. So we get the the we get the core pattern of the chorus. Um, but after the first repetition of the lyrics of the chorus, we get a new set of motifs, which is Steve Rushton is singing one part while james is singing another part and james's part actually continues until the end of the song uh while james is while steve's part kind of starts to fade out um who's next to read is it me mm-hmm. uh yeah so steve, steve is singing this song goes out to all the fakers out to the critics and the haters this song goes out to all the fakers you all know who you are but at the same time james is oh, singing so, do you want to yeah. take that richard Give it up. Your friends will find out now or later. Time for change. Just be yourself. Don't be a faker. And we get that going with the same instrumentation from the chorus for a bit. And then eventually it pieces out. So we're just getting that second part yeah. that James is seeing. The give it up. Your friends will find out. And actually the drums 
changed to this very Tom heavy part. So it's this kind of it's this it becomes this much steadier thing. It's not it's not as rocky now. It's more kind of contemplative. Mm. Um and we get more vocal parts piling on to this give it up thing. So it's slowly becoming kind of more choral. Mm. Um choral and holy. Hmm. Interesting. Mm, yeah. Might find Nemo here. <laughs> I, that took me a second. <laughs> um, I think this bit sounds good. It has the same lyrical issues as the rest of the song. Okay, I'll, I'm, I'm going to give Kira a second for that. I just didn't like of all the things you could have said. I just wasn't expecting that. <laughs> uh, sorry, continue. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I I like how this bit sounds. I think when we get this drum change, it sounds really. Yeah, it's good. a good idea. The lyrics are still a huge issue, but it sounds really yeah. cool. I do think it's really interesting that they're showing their true colors. I think at the end here, when it says goes out to all the critics and the haters, that yeah. it's like this yeah. this song uh, yeah after all this it's actually this is my own insecurities about mm-hmm. being yeah, criticized yeah. it's not that i hadn't really i'm thought projecting about that, that onto a I girl really, but yeah yeah i hadn't really realized that those were the lines mm. until i read them just now because the other part that james is singing the give it up your friends will find out part is a lot more distinct in the song mm. So yeah, that's really shit. Actually, <laughs> like at least stick to your core metaphor. Yeah, if it is even a metaphor. Um, but I do think, mm. I do think that that does tie well into the busted theory. Not to give James too okay. much credit, but I feel like potentially he has something of a character arc within the song, mm. in that Holly is stuck, or Holly is somehow i don't think it's particularly relevant because sometimes in a story things just happen and you just have to accept it somehow holly is placed into the groundhog day loop yep. and so she's attempting to kind of get out but he's laughing at her attempts but i think kind of as it goes along you know she she gets dave Grohl and kurt Cobain confused because you know she she's slowly starting to it, like in her reality not, this yeah her like it, it, her perception of, yeah. of what's real and what isn't is, is kind of shifting as she sort of collapses under the mental strain of this endless loop because mm-hmm. you know butterflies they're not supposed to live like this long and she's been mm-hmm. her ex- her existence has been extended right. through this groundhog day loop and so he's now kind of like oh fuck like what have i what have i done and so he's now at the end being like actually like it, it, it's it's okay you can um <laughs> my bad <laughs> My, my bad, <laughs> um, and then I think as well, like you know, the, the kind of two voices at the end. You know, potentially he uh, recruits uh, his his friends, whose names completely escape me at this point. Will is it? Is it one of them? Kenny, Kenny Kyle, and Will, Will Kenny Kyle. Um, and to to kind of like, uh, you know, in in some sort of collective way, bring her out of the uh, bring bring her out of the Groundhog Day loop, um, and and, uh, and and you know, right at the very end time for change just be yourself don't be a faker they kind of bring her out of the groundhog day loop and bring her out of the control of the the butterfly gods as well so so we're saying then at the end of this song 
both James and Holly are free of the of the quantum loop. Holly was trapped briefly in the quantum loop, but Holly is now also free of the butterfly, so she gets to be her own person for the first time. James is free of the kind of shackles that he felt to track this person down and understand her. Like now he's just he's be ready to be himself. Which sets us up nicely for um for, for season six because mm. the the fun thing about this song as well, which is always great when you have it at the end of an album, is that a guitar solo we can put any any amount of story in that we want. <laughs> <laughs> this time, I don't think we really need yeah, to. No, now, I feel like this one was all in the text. We've really like shoehorned bullshit into a bridge before, but this time I don't think we are. Yeah. It is interesting as well that so like because Kieran, you mentioned the like that his sort of realization and and character growth at the end there is actually mm. very similar to the end of the last album, which Kieran you won't remember, but the um because that that the the last song on the last album is all about no sorry not the last album on McBusted actually that's it's all about um oh you've like flirt with other guys and or like other guys are into you and it makes me mad. But when other girls are into me, that's fine because I'm famous. <laughs> that's actually what the song's Correct. about. But yeah, then they lesson. they break up at the end of the song. And do you know what? Do you know what the real shame is? It's a great. That's song. like one I of the best it. songs of the album. <laughs> of course it is. But then there's this moment at the end of the song where they've broken up, and he may or may not have this moment of realization of being like, maybe I was being a dick. <laughs> I mean, you know, characters can have. Mm similar realizations multiple times mm. so yeah i mean uh, if you watch like any episode of like the, modern family it's <laughs> that's the characters realizing oh you know what yeah. we do love each other <laughs> this truly is the greatest story ever told mm. um, i certainly think so second only to modern part. family <laughs> now um yeah, I'm just gonna say so. so I, yeah, I think we've 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 more or less finished the plot of season five. Uh, in terms of getting uh, Charlie and Matt back into the into the story before we do halfway there next season, I'm I've been working on something. It's gotten really out of hand, <laughs> but just stay posted, here's, I guess. Here's a here's a here's a small here's a small idea, which is which is just okay. occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. In the end, they, you know, let, let's, let's just say it's through the power of music. Let's just say it's through the power of music. Okay, yeah. And, and accepting we, we, the bands you love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> through through accept, accepting the bands that you love and accepting the right of other people to be the fans of what they like, they managed to pull Holly out of the Groundhog Day loop. Mm-hmm. And through that power as well, the, an extension of that power, they managed to... Uh, have her realize that she wants to be a serious pop music journalist uh, and she realizes and accepts herself. She is self-actualizing. Mm-hmm. But he also says that the friend, uh, as at the end, out to the critics and the haters, the song goes out to all the fakers. You all know who you are. Give it up. Your friends will find out. I think he's saying that potentially to Holly because he's like, look, you need to be honest with yourself because if you're not, the butterflies mm. are going to, they're going to, they're going to find out. And so, I'm thinking that maybe the butterflies, as a force, as an entity, mm. as a influential being, they're definitely still around. Yeah, right. They're not done in this no. story. Well, I'm glad no. it's not the. They need a new avatar now. I'm glad exactly. It's, it's not the non-binary butterfly uh, badminton sluts that are carrying across that we're taking through the next. Yeah, season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They won't be a reoccurring. Unless we character, do. <laughs> there's nothing stopping us um, I, 
When I... Yeah, earlier I mentioned that this song does something that I find very annoying, and it's a trend of a bygone era, which is the album Hidden Track. Mm. So, exactly 10 minutes after the song ostensibly ends... So if, if you buy the MP3 for this, or you have it from the CD... Yeah, which I do. I don't think this I've is the case lost. if you listen to it on Spotify, because they're separate. Uh, yeah, there are, that it means that there's very annoyingly... this the, the whole file is about 14 minutes long, because there is 10 minutes of silence. Um, and then at the end, they do that... After that, there is literally a choral part doing the um, give it up, your friends will find out now or later, time for change be yourself don't be a faker uh over and over again for about a minute and a half mm. um it's a fun choral part i refuse to analyze the harmonies or the or the, or the music of it because it's pointless yeah. like there there is i think it's always kind of been annoying that this was a thing um because it like in most formats where you're listening to a cd say you've got it in the car or something it's so annoying to have like a 10 minutes yeah. of just silence in the of middle nothing. of a track yeah um it's annoying as well from a modern perspective now because it means a lot of like music libraries and stuff don't track it as a play if you skip the song after the bit you actually wanted to listen mm. to for example so you might really like a song or maybe you quite like the song that is the hidden track and then it becomes very annoying to access that song. Oh, yes. For example, probably the only one that anyone actually likes of this trend is um, at the end of the Black Parade. There's a hidden track called Blood, mm. which Spotify sensibly separates into its own song. Um, but originally it was after, you know, 10 or however many minutes of silence after the last song. There's a, there's a, a New Zealand band called Goodnight Nurse, which is actually uh, Joel Little who like produced all of Lord's stuff. Uh, he okay. Like, so he's won Grammys now, but he used to be in like a pop punk band called Goodnight Nurse, who, unsurprisingly, I fucking loved. But they at the end of their first album, there's a hidden track like that, and it's like thirty seconds long, and it just goes, "Fuck you, you're a bitch. I hate you. I don't know why I stayed with you so long, and now I'm trying to end this song." Ninety nine percent of the time with you was like spending time in hell, and yes, your ass looked fat, fat in that. Fuck you, slut. <laughs> That's the entire song. Wow. Okay. And that guy has Grammys. If you are going, (laughs) (laughs) I think if you are going to do a hidden track, which seriously, nearly all of the time, please don't. There is a different. But if you are, make it a fun thing like Mm. that. Make it rewarding for the listener. Make it feel like it's a nugget of something that fans can enjoy. Make it something like Blood, which is a really encapsulating um, concept song, which has like a weird old-timey radio production. Mm. Um, Don't make this, which is the same lyrics of the song, but separated from the end by ten full minutes for no reason. This might have been fun to have on the end of the actual song. Mm. It's not. It's not bad to listen to, but it is functionless. It's actually the, not the in, only in the, in the hidden track the on the album as well. Is it no. not? So there's there's two ways you can do a hidden track. That's one of them. The other one is that if you put a oh, CD yeah, sure. into a CD player and it starts at track one, you can actually go back a track on some albums and play track zero. This is one of those albums, and it has a, a song called "Welcome to Loserville," which features the London Session Orchestra, and it's it's like two and a half minutes long i've never managed to listen to the entire thing because i think it's just kind of like choral harmonies and nothing really like super interesting but yeah 
yeah, fun, fun little thing. Two two bonus tracks on the same album. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, Dutch. Like it. Have it serve a purpose. If you're gonna do it, <clears throat> make it interesting. Mm. <laughs> it isn't particularly that. Um. Right. So yeah, that's my rant about that. Over. I could do more, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> There's a system of a down one that really annoys me too. But anyway, moving on to everybody's favorite part oh, of the I podcast. Know the, I know the one you mean, but yeah, it is really yeah. annoying. Do you know what everyone's favorite, favorite part of the podcast is? Well. What's that? Do you know what everyone's favorite part of the podcast is? Uh, is it film franchise roulette? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Free cross promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I assume it's a, a some form of ranking of the song. It is. It is very good. Indeed, it is. Uh, we're going dabbed. to rank the song. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, just out of its. Kieran dabbed on live music. TV once in the background of the news. I did. Yes. Uh, during news about a helicopter crash, which was probably not best timing, but. Oh, and do you think that's maybe why they were like, "You're not allowed to do that D and D TV show anymore"? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they found that clip. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Did we I, talk I, about that on pod or before pod? Do I need to go? <laughs> Does that make it was, sense? It was on pod. It was on pod. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, what were you going to say, Kim? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to rate the song. Oh, Sorry. No, I was, was going to say, I think, I think I might have that clip still like hidden away somewhere. Mm, you put it in the podcast. Just insert it into the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put yeah, just yeah. the audio just of the you audio. dabbing in the background of a live news report about a helicopter crash. Yeah. In the- yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, we're going to rate the song out of its music out of 10, its lyrics out of 10, how we personally feel about it out of 10. We're going to take the average of that, and that will determine where it goes on our rank list. But also, more excitingly, uh, because this is the season finale, we're also going to take an average of all of the song's scores uh, from this album, so we can see how this album rates on our list as a whole. Um, but we'll focus on this song first. Music, Kieran, as our guest, out of 10, Yes. where are you at? Just the music, not any of the troubling lyrics. Just the music? Just the music. Uh, what like what? What are our baselines here? Like, what's one? What's ten? It's it's a dealer's choice. See, that's mm. okay. Deal- <laughs> yeah, we we tell people who could possibly use this as a frame of reference to just think of it as like if you're if all the only music in the world is busted and busted affiliated content, but I don't think you know any of that really. So <laughs> just whatever you like. Okay, sorry. Uh... There are no wrong answers. <laughs> okay, so musically, I think I'm actually going to be fairly uh, generous here. And I'm actually going to say I'd give it like a 7 or an 8 out of 10. I I, I found it fairly 7. catchy 5. musically. Am I allowed to give decimal scores? Yeah, yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah, 7.5 then. Nice. Yeah. I, I do think it's cool musically. The things like the key change with no function kind of annoy me. Um, it kind of I feel like it doesn't understand its own momentum. Uh, the fact that the choral part, which could have been cool because it is sonically fun to listen to, is shoved after ten minutes of silence. That is weird. Ten minutes is so, so long. Like, yeah, if if this did some of those things better, I could be like even like an eight point five. So I do think the music in this is fun to listen to. I think those slash chords that I mentioned in the beginning are fun to listen to. Um, as I mentioned, that when the drums kind of turn, become more tom focused towards the end, that bit sounds great. I think I'm gonna come where you are, seven point five. All right, all right, all right. Nice. How about you, Richard? I'm gonna go seven point six. 
<laughs> oh, cause so you think you're better than us? <laughs> I like Sonic Youth. <laughs> Never said that I did. <laughs> All right. Well, that means then seven point five three is the score between us for music. <laughs> lyrics now, Kieran. Ignoring the music, mm-hmm. just the lyrics. Just the lyrics. Okay. How do you feel about it? Out just of quickly 10? glance at the lyrics just once more. Um. Yeah, okay. I think I'm going to give him a solid three. Okay. Uh, You know what? I I, I take it back. I'm going to say, I'm going to give him a 3.5. And they're earning that 3.5 only because there's a part of me that's like, were I way younger, I would have been like, yeah, the haters. (laughs) Yeah, girls don't know music. Girls don't know anything about music. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I, I have to I have to I have to concede there's a an ancient distant part of me that would have liked this. <laughs> um yeah, I I can't even give it that. I'm I'm giving it a two point five. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a I'll give it a three. Go in the middle. Okay, well that makes the average easy. It's that's a three between us for music. And now um just our personal preference. I'm gonna go to Richard first, um, because this journey you know this is a this is an album that i would never have considered doing if i didn't know richard martin um and this is an album he has a a connection to Mm. and i i never managed to meet you in the middle we're here at the end of the album and overall I'm kind of glad. (laughs) (laughs) It it has been a fun one to revisit. It's always been one, and similar to McBusted as well, that it's one of those albums that it's like, I'm not necessarily going to recommend it to people I know, but it held a very special place in my heart. I've I've referred to it, I think when we started as being like a problematic fave, that it's like, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. shit wrong with this album. But... It, yeah. it came to me at that time in life that Kieran talked about where he would have been into the album too. And yeah, I mean, this this probably, this was one of the songs I more kind of liked on the album. Not so much now. And I'd probably give this a 6.9. Okay, a 6.9 from Richard. Oh, I do, I like hearing this one, but I don't like thinking about mm. it. It's, 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 this is my last Jedi at Busted Contest. Um, yeah, it's 6.75 for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how do you, how do you feel, Kieran? I'd said this is the song, Overall, like, just, in general? Just, yeah. just your taste on the, on the whole song. Five. Nice. five just a, very, a, a solid five very fair very understandable um which means the average between us is 6.22 um which means the average of all three of those scores is 5.58 uh which puts it quite low it puts it below si- it puts it, it puts it below call me when i'm 18 and above sick above sick our six really good man <laughs> well it's fine but it's i was gonna say it's one of the few songs that i will leave this album experience with a positive memory on sick and boy band are gonna stay with me oh mm. uh, well <laughs> no, it's just, just um, a dumb so- list <laughs> <laughs> uh we will get to the high point and low points i'm not forgetting 
like I have more or less every episode this season. Um, but as this is the last song on the album, uh, we can take the average of, of the whole album and we can see how it compares to other albums and, you know, songs on the list. And the average musical score for this whole album was 6.36. So quite middle of the road, but on the positive side. Uh, lyrical score, 5.44. Quite middle of the road, but on the negative side, which is what I <laughs> expect. Uh, personal preference, 5.9, um, which actually corresponds nicely with the with the total. Apparently equals out to 5.9 as the, as the average for all those scores. Um so yeah i think that makes it our lowest ranking album probably yeah i think yeah the lowest ranking album besides that is the first no, busted album, Bastard, which, which is, is just uh at 54 uh 6.07 okay um but yeah still so still below that not by much yeah. by by yeah. point one yeah. so but yeah should we do some high points and low points we sure did do it so yep, Kieran, let's do some high what we do here is we mm-hmm. force ourselves to choose a high point of the song and also choose a low point of the song i know it's going to be tough to think of a low point but we have to do one <laughs> yeah really really digging into it now mm. uh, I, I think you know for, for low point it's definitely just like the gatekeeping attitude of the song i think is the song's worst offense yeah yeah inherent sexism inherent sexism and gatekeeping the the key change thing kind of annoys me but it more annoys me in that it doesn't go far enough not that it is itself bad so i don't feel like i need to put it in the low mm. point i am going to put it in the high point the what is ostensibly the ending is good. <laughs> yeah. kieran do you have any high points you know what i'm i'm honestly I'm <laughs> the, sexism. Say, yeah, the sexism <laughs> um i like the gatekeeping yeah yeah um to, to be honest like there's something very appealing about the very very start the song goes out to all the fakers you all know who you are yeah, just yeah. like the music and the lyrics and it's like bold. the overall kind of style like it just combines into something that like the moment i heard it i was like thrown back and was like okay yeah i know ex- like i know what the song yeah, is yeah. i know what the vibe right. is like it, yeah there, there was something very appealing about it I'm not saying it's good, but I would say yeah. it's the highlight. <laughs> yeah. Would you agree if I wrote fully realized in what it's trying to be? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Actually, that, that's a very good way of putting it. Also, I feel like... Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. Nostalgia as, as well is probably also playing into that as well, I, I would think. Do you have any particular high points, Richard? Um, I liked when you referred to the end, the musical notes at the end of the chorus to be stabs because i uh, imagined her getting okay. stabbed in the mosh yes okay stabbing uh, I, I, you know i'll just write knife crime <laughs> um <laughs> knife crime and I, i'm sorry kieran that this next bit isn't going to be able you're not going to be able to really vibe with this but um we'll do our high points and low points of the season of the of the album as a whole i'm i'm gonna write sick and boy band uh i would say ticket out losable and little things and little things oh, and, and, and party's over <laughs> party's over and then low point is just the other half of the album yeah <laughs> party's over any song we didn't mention in the other column yeah oh that's nice and easy but especially wear me down, wear me down. <laughs> um yeah 
thank you so much Kieran for helping us put a bow on this oh, season it's very fun thank you for having me thank you for coming would you like to tell people uh where they can see more of you what you get up to uh yeah sure um you can follow me on twitter i'm at mr k underscore bennett uh you can also check out my DD podcast for crits and googles that's at for cng podcast on twitter uh, i also have a comic book review book club podcast uh, inks and issues that is at inks and issues on twitter got more bloody awesome. podcasts than carlisle no you don't carla has like <laughs> five podcasts <laughs> Fuck, that's a lot of podcasts. Let's see. Hang on. One of them is also a D&D-ish podcast. That's that's um, part of why I got Kieran on. I thought that you guys should collab. Yep. <laughs> are you guys, are you, um, yeah, are you guys friends that. now? <laughs> Would you guys say that, that you guys are friends? <laughs> yes. Sorry, I can't hear you. Could you say that again? I really... <laughs> <laughs> um yes no I, I, this has been very fun I'm, I'm glad to have you on uh oh what was I gonna say yes um still didn't we, say that we're we friends will... but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to I've been working on a, a fiction thing I'm currently you can say you're process writing of like, fan fiction that's okay that's more or less what's <laughs> happening yes at the end of the last season um the other two members of Busty got trapped in an interdimensional void and at the end of that fiction they're going to leak out of that void Matt will have become a prime and they will spill 90s energy out into the world when they reconvene with James um which was all stuff that was decided a long time ago so there will be more details about that as it develops um (laughs) But I just want to say a huge thank you to everybody who has kept listening for five seasons and everybody who's joined on listening recently. We've had a lot of uh, newer fans. listeners over these past two seasons. Richard fans. Um, and it's been so rewarding because this was... I was... You know, it was, this was me and Charlie doing the fucking stupidest idea ever and me knowing that it was really funny but no one listening to it and now to have people listen to it and, uh, and agree that it's funny, um <laughs> is is so rewarding that finally people are there so huge thanks to everybody yeah. who's been active in the discord and all that stuff it's been a huge uh benefit to 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 me i i, I felt so encouraged and also if you season. are on the discord as well it's it's the cop option discord but there is a channel there for a podcast for everyone uh kieran's in there as well if you it, it pops in every now and then usually if you if you at kieran uh-huh. he'll uh he'll pop in and say good day yeah i will i'll do that uh yeah and if you want to join that actually if you want to follow us you can follow us at pod for everyone uh on twitter and on facebook you can find a podcast for everyone at gmail.com um or you can join that discord uh the link for that is in the show notes you can also send us a voice message um it'll be yeah maybe we'll do them in the bonus episodes if you have any voice messages for this season um speaking of bonus episodes uh richard what do how what what have we got planned well there is one more song by son of dork that was kind of released and it was the theme song to alien autopsy the movie starring uh, tv's ant and dick um if if you're from the uk you'll know who they are if you're not they're the guys (laughs) from love actually (laughs) but 
are they in Love Actually? Yeah, there's a bit. There's a bit oh where, yes, 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 yeah, where, yeah. Bill Nye's character is being Bill Nye's character is being interviewed by him, by them, and he says thanks, Ant or Dick, and and the joke there for the for British audiences is that it's so hilarious that someone wouldn't know <laughs> which one is Ant and which one is Dick. No. You're wrong. The different the the what makes it funny is that no one knows what who which one is which even in the UK. Um, although it is it is interesting though that if you look at like any like shot of Ant and Dick, uh, they always stand so that you read them left to right. It is Ant and Dick. So Ant, yeah, oh, like really? Ant always stands on camera left. Dick right. always stands well, on that's how right. I'll that's how I'll remember it from now on because yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think <laughs> I, I I remember that it's like yeah, Ant. Ant's the taller one, because he could dick the little one. That's <laughs> <laughs> to dick someone is to like. All right, knock I feel like if I tried to do that, it would it would make me think it's the other way around. Mm. I'd want to make dick the larger one in my. It brain. is. Fun. There's like in in the Simpsons, Rod and Todd. They they talk about in in the writers' room. They they always forget which one's which, and. They say they're like, oh no, it's Tiny Todd, and they're like, wait, no, is it is it Tall Todd? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also we have procured a copy of the script of the musical. Hmm. Um, I don't know what we're going to do with that yet. Yeah, it feels like we should do something. Kieran, do you want to be on our production? Yeah, we definitely of need to do musical? something. Yeah, I think legally, if we discuss it, we have to put it on in some regard. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Because that's how you acquired yeah, well, it. Yeah, I, par- I acquired a perusal <laughs> Pretending you would. Yeah. Which is like what you get when you, you buy a copy of the script to have a look through and see if it's right for your school. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe this is how we're so, seeing. Potentially. We'll work something out. <laughs> potentially look forward to that. And thank you again so much for listening to this season. And we will see you in the bonus episodes. And then there will be a break. And then we'll see you for halfway there. Woo! Woo! Bye! Bye! Bye.